Hello everybody and welcome to Naughty Buddy Entertainment and on today's episode, Brian, Chris and I, we do the great, the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to the Batman movie. That's coming up right here, right now on Naughty Buddy Entertainment. Welcome everybody to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. Welcome back. My name is Ryan. I am the host today and this is a long awaited podcast for the three of us. We've been trying to get together and uh, we've been sick. Well, I've been sick and then other things came up. Travis is not with us today, but I do have Brian. Brian, how's it going, man? It's good to be back, man. Good to be back. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, nice that you came on today to talk about the Batman and we got Chris to do the same. How's it going, Chris? Not too bad. I haven't been physically sick. I'm emotionally sick because the Badgers lost. So this is a good, good way to get over it. Well, if it continues for three to five more days, you should consult your physician. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See what what they have to say about it. Yeah. So um, what we're going to do today, we are going to talk about the Batman. We're going to do the official, the great, the good, the bad and the ugly review. Uh, But before we get into that part of the specific review, uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts of uh, about the movie in general, how you felt about it. So maybe we could start with Chris. Chris, how did you feel about uh, the Batman movie? Um, it blew me away a little bit. I didn't really know what to think um, com- coming in. Um, some of the some of the things I'd heard seemed like they were going to be like comically edgy or dark. Um, and then coming off the dud of Ben Affleck Batman, my expectations were certainly mid and uh, it blew me away. I thought it was fantastic. I thought of you, though, when like the because we we just got done with the MCU podcast where we talked about like how you feel about uh, sim- cinema photography, you know, and how yep. that you that that's what you really cared about. And throughout that entire movie, I'm like, oh, Chris probably just loves everything that's going oh, on yeah. here. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how did you think of it? Well, I mean, sorry, Brian, what did you think of the movie? Um, I thought it was going to be good, but yeah, it, it blew me away the entire movie. Um, I thought it was a great start to the new franchise that they've got and looking forward to what they have in the future. But yeah. It was, yeah, it was an awesome movie. I went and saw it twice, so. Yeah, and I, I agree with both of you guys. Oh, I've seen it twice too, by the way, Brian. Yeah, I got it. I want to go a third time. Um, but one thing we will talk about is the rewatchability of this movie. I'm kind of interested in that because mm. I feel like, so hold your opinions on it because we'll talk about it at the end. But I yeah. sort of feel like this might be a movie you need to be in the right frame of mind to watch if that makes sense. So uh, just just hold on to that and we'll talk about it as we go forward. But, but I'm with you guys. I thought it was amazing. I was hoping that uh, Travis liked it, but he didn't he, he didn't feel the same way we did. So I was kind of hoping he could be on today. So, Travis, uh, we miss you, man. Get better. And we'll we'll have you on for the next um, podcast where you can be very hot takey and contrarian you and chris can take turns okay so why don't we uh you guys want to just get into the great right away yeah let's go okay let's do it the great
So let's start with the great. Uh, I'm going to start with Brian. What was great about this movie to you? Um, I think f- first and foremost, the penguin, Col- um, mm. Colin Farrell, his role in it. He, you know, he had all of this prosthetics and like moving prosthetics on and it didn't take away from the character at all. Because part of me was like, OK, this is just Colin Farrell in a fat suit when I kind of saw the commercials <laughs> for sure. it. But him mm-hmm. in it, it, you were just like he was fully just like the penguin the entire time. And he brought that like that little bit of humor that he needed, like throughout the movie, because it was just so dark. But he was just spot on. His role in it was great. And I'm looking forward to the limited series that they have just about the penguin. So, yeah. Do we know if that's going to be like a before or after like the events? They- no, they haven't said if it's before or after, but I'm thinking maybe it'd be a mix of both or something. Or even if it's before, kind of get to know why he has all scars on his face and everything. But hmm. yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I love the penguin too. How did you feel about the penguin, uh, Chris? Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was great. Um Brian, Brian said it really well. He was kind of like a icebreaker. No pun intended, icebreaker lounge. <laughs> um no, he he had you it was a uh, good humored scenes with him that uh, yeah, bro- broke up kind of the tone a little bit. And it's kind of the start of you have all these gangsters, but now he's a little more, he's a little more over the top and a little more fantastical heading in the direction of where his future adversaries will be. So just a good amount of penguin. Cause he was just a supporting character. Um, I, yeah. Great all around. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, well give us your uh, your first great then too while we're at you. Um, I'd say great. First of all, let's start with the man himself, Robert Pattinson. Um, I I don't know if this is really a hot take, but I think he might be maybe not not overall every aspect, but I think he might be the best Batman on film, even better than Christian Bale. I'm a big my big Michael Keaton. I love those movies, but actually in the bat suit portraying Batman, I think I'd have to see it again. You know, I've only seen it the one time. I think he might be the best out of all of them. So I just Robert Pattinson. Great job. Uh, what, what do you think, Brian, of, of his performance as Batman? I I think it's great. I actually just rewatched Batman Begins because just kind of going off the similarity of this being the first movie in the franchise, kind of comparison the both of them. And yeah, he, you know, I want to see more of his Bruce Wayne side and hopefully in the next movie, mm-hmm. we'll see a little bit more of that. So it's a little hard to tell, but his portrayal of Batman was, yeah, I think probably the best one so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Nolan. Well, the first two Nolan movies, I really like the dark Knight mm-hmm. and, and Batman begins. But with that being said, yeah, this was my favorite Batman as well. Like he, he nailed it. I loved how little he talked, how, how mm-hmm. like he analyzed things more before he like spoke. And then like that one time when the police officer was like yelling at him at that crime scene, like in the very first scene when he shows up and he's just looking at the dude, like, I don't got time for you. What are you doing? Like he he didn't respond to him or anything. He just seemed completely annoyed with him. I just love that. Yeah. yeah, Even when he goes back to the Riddler's like pad and the cop shows up, it's like, what are you doing here? Doesn't answering in a mall. He's like, okay, fine. And it's like, you're not supposed to be touching that. And he's just like, still no communication. You just like all through the eyes. Yeah, it was, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good, Batman. Yeah. 
Um, I'll go with my first grade. Um, I'm going to say the the story within the movie was fantastic. And I mean, like the fact that the Riddler, the very first weapon he used to commit his first crime, the murder was the very last clue. Like they thought of all these details, last clue to help Batman find out his grander plan. Um, did you uh, there was this other thing where I don't know if you guys noticed this. Uh, there was a new rock star video on it. And I watched it. I was like, man, the, the amount of thought that they took uh, that it took them to make this film uh, the first time outside the iceberg lounge when uh, Catwoman was calling for a cab. Mm-hmm. You could see when it pan, it pan, it started panned out and then it panned back in. But it, when it was panned out, you could see one room in the hotel that the Riddler was at. It was lit in oh, the riddle. You could I, see the Riddler there. I thought that was it when I first saw it or after I was like first saw the movie and I'm like, I remember that scene. And then the second time it's so brief. I tried to make sure that I was looking and it was just a split second. I thought there was someone in that room where you could see that. And yeah, that was oh so good. It's like the, the forethought <laughs> of that. And then the entire time, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the, the story, like how you were there seeing everything happen through Batman's eyes. Uh, I thought Luke said it best. It was kind of like you were playing a video game and you're Batman and you're just looking around with him and you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. the clues and you're being, I just, all of it, the story, it was just fantastic. That's why I thought this, this movie was so amazing and well-written and well shot as well. Yeah. Especially for like a quote unquote origin story, like with Marvels and stuff like that, we kind of know the recipe of how it's going to go. You know, mm-hmm. the development, we can kind of see down the line where the characters are going to lead in this movie. You're kind of on your edge of your seat. You don't really know how everything is going to work out. Mm-hmm. And even towards the end, it doesn't work out in his favor. I mean, the city's completely destroyed. So it was, it was good on the point of where you had to keep your mind like preoccupied of like, okay, where is this going now? Yeah, I agree. What do you think, uh, Chris, about the story overall? Uh, yeah, I, I like, I, we'll get into it a little bit. I think toward the very end, there's yeah. some things I don't love. Um, nothing, nothing bad, just, um, but yeah, uh, the, the, the plot was great. Um, basically being a weird little creepy serial killer. <laughs> him doing, him doing uh, yeah, I think you mentioned, you know, the detective work. I mean, there's really not, there's a handful of action scenes and they're all like very brief. Um, like he fights the goons in the subway and he fights like some guys in the club and that's and up until, and then we have a long action scene, I guess, with the uh, car chase, but like in between, there's just a lot of like investigation, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it was really compelling. I enjoyed that. Um, I mean, I've, I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's kind of like, not that I dislike action by any means. I love action just like anyone else, but it's all been kind of done. Right. Mm-hmm. So to have this kind of just be way out of the formula, and be very slow moving, very investigative. Yeah, it was it was really compelling, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt like you were Arkham Arkham yeah. Asylum or City or Night or whatever, and you're just going through everything you have to to solve whatever it was that is going on. That's what, yeah, it was so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, Brian, do you have another great? Yeah, um, I just, 
yeah, on what we were saying before, the tone of the movie throughout was just great. It was like a film noir and like their detective work for it was, you know, we saw a little bit of it with like the Dark Knight and Batman Begins mm-hmm. with some of that. But they just depth or like delved into a lot more on this. And it kept your mind like because a lot of times I think they didn't go into that just because they wanted more of the superhero action, you know, the classic penguin in a vat of you know, whatever brought up with some animals, yeah. but having this where we could actually like see him trying to figure out the scene with the thumb drive, like going through the car. That was the point where I'm like, okay, I'm fully into this movie now. That's mm-hmm. awesome. We see where we're going here. And yeah, the, yeah, just the tone throughout was great. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more that that was that was uh cleverly done that the the thunder scene that was pretty great even even with like we see him in like year two so we're thinking he's gonna know everything that's going on and you know Mm -hmm. he's gonna be able to get all these clues Mm -hmm. and stuff but he doesn't you know he's still like missing things the whole like what was it la the bird oh what yeah, Lorada, Lorada, yeah, Lorada, yeah, Lorada, yeah. and that, and just like having like one word just slightly off, and you still can't get that, or even the um, uh, the carpet tool at the end too, just like right underneath his feet the entire time. So, yeah, no, I agree. Like just showing him making mistakes, so he'll learn from those mistakes and become a better detective, a better Batman moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you got another great? Yeah, um, I think this was an extremely well done uh, version of Gotham City. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the best ever. Um, Tim Burton one is very iconic because it's very gothic. And that was the first time that was like they had never really been a city like that in a movie. Right. Um, So it was really cool. the Nolan ones, you know, they're, they were trying to be realistic. So they're just like, let's just film in a real city. It's Chicago. It's not really that interesting. It looks good. But basically, I think the competition of this is the animated series, probably. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is going to be better than any <laughs> animated series, in my opinion. So I just think the the world of Gotham City in this is so interesting and it looks really I mean obviously there's like there was real world locations where they filmed that over in England and Scotland um and then like really nice you know CGI enhancements like city skylines or whatever but it wasn't like it wasn't bad CGI it was good CGI and it was shot well you know that's my thing but just I thought the world of Gotham was really interesting and it just like I wanted to spend like even more time with how they've set it up just because it was kind of so unlike it was very much a comic version of Gotham City that really hasn't been done down to this level before, I thought. So I, I would be more than happy to spend just hours of TV or more movies with this vision of Gotham City. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was it was probably the it was definitely the best representation of gotham city on a live action movie that's it was just so well done how did you feel about it brian yeah i loved it like even thinking of we went back to the iceberg lounge you know what like five or six times and each time it was almost like a club within a club within a club Mm -hmm. because you had the one on top then you had the um 
the lounge below and then even Falcone's like home within there. And it's like every time you went back, it was a new kind of thing where like even Bruce, like going in as Batman, he had more trouble doing that than going in as like Bruce Wayne. And it's like, oh, yeah, just come in, <laughs> go straight to him. So, yeah. But yeah, no, the the city itself, because even rewatching like um, Batman Begins, they CGI'd a lot of the um, uh, the like lower quarters of the city. The um, mm-hmm. why can't I think of the name? Narrows. The Narrows, yeah, the Narrows there. So you could definitely tell it was very like just fakeish, but this one it almost felt like you were like in goth, the actual like Gotham, Gotham. So yeah, they did yeah. a really good job of that. Yeah, I, I would also add the, the Arkham games too. Maybe maybe that would be the best other representation. Um, yeah. Arkham City and Arkham Origins probably the two best for me. Um, of just that representation of just the city, like gross city, but then also like some nice areas, but mostly just dirty and sad. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I think I think you're right. I think they nailed Gotham uh, for sure. But, but, like, Go ahead. By the way, I was because I like to a nerdy thing I like to do is in movies I liked is to like look up filming locations. So the actual Iceberg Lounge is like a club in London, and it pretty much I don't know if it's going to show up too well here, but like. It pretty much oh, just yeah. looks like it does in the movie. Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like a, you know, dance club, but yeah. with like a, you know, like the cool, like huge ceilings. So if you're in London, you know, check check out the real Iceberg Lounge. There you go. There you go. Um, let's see. Uh, any other greats, uh, Brian? Yeah. I just want to, you know, coming off of, you know, all the Marvel stuff and how a lot of it was affected by COVID, this movie as well was affected by COVID, but they did a great job of, you know, not having to compromise on a lot of stuff that other films did. I know the director had to like, he wasn't really around them and he just had an earpiece in kind of directing them off. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it really took away from anything how it was filmed. So kudos to them. They did a great job with that. Yep. I agree. Yeah. That's another great one. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, you were right. It affected them because I think they were planning on coming on in 2021, right? Yeah, and, then and I mean, back. I think, yeah, Robert got COVID, so that even yeah, got pushed back and like some other people too. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm glad they did because I can't imagine uh, uh, it being better if they would have rushed it and tried to force it out yeah. like some some other properties that we've we've seen. Well, yeah, just not having green screens and CGI and actually still filming on locations at places. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, Chris is loving all this right now. He just yeah. loves this. <laughs> Chris, do you got another great? Yeah, let's go with um, Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. Yes. Uh, Lieutenant, I think, at this point. Um, obviously, like, uh, Gary Oldman was great in the Nolan movies. Um, I would also argue that Jeffrey Wright maybe even better than Gary Oldman as Gordon. I thought he was awesome. He had a very like equal relationship with Batman that he wasn't afraid to like put him in his place. Um, I love the scene after uh, Batman gets exploded and he wakes up in the prison cell and you know, he's kind of like roughing up cops and Gordon just like checks like forearm checks him and like get in his face and is like, listen here, you know, this is, let's do things my way. He was basically and, uh, Robin. I mean, can we yeah. say he was basically Robin in this movie. He did a great job at it. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a great portrayal. So two thumbs up, Jeffrey Wright. 
Yeah, um, I, I would say with um, uh, Oldman, Gary Oldman, um, his 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 uh, Gordon. It, we gotta we gotta just wait how they they develop Jeffrey yeah. Wright because I think what yeah. works against him as is uh, Dark Knight Rises wasn't as good and I don't think like mm-hmm. you know it, it you know the trilogy I liked him in the first yeah. two the, the last the last yeah. movie was fine but it wasn't like that great to me but I, I'd like to see how they continue to develop yeah. that relationship but I'm with you right now I would yeah. say he's he's in the lead of yeah. um, being the better Gord, uh, Jim Gordon. Yeah, yeah Olden had a little bit like more like especially in two he had kind of more emotional stuff mm-hmm. you know obviously yeah. like there's the ending like with his family being threatened but he's got he's a little more in touch with his feelings but this Gordon is really tough yes <laughs> yeah. yes so it, it's, it's just two different sort of things going on but right yeah, yep I agree yeah he was in my good and my my thing is i i liked him a lot it's just i want to see more of where his character developed because i i forgot to look when i went and saw a second time but did he have like a wedding ring on is he like the married gordon right now you know he's uh was he a lieutenant yeah this one yeah so he's not commissioner yet and just seeing where he kind of I guess the kind of Gordon that he's going to be from like either the comic books or like previous movies and stuff, but he did Mm -hmm. a great job. I mean, his, his whole like character development with Batman and just like palling around town with him was yeah. Great. Yeah, I agree. Um, And and, uh, just so you know, they killed the commissioner, right. And they killed the DA, the Riddler did. So there's, there's a couple of characters that now can (laughs) take the place of that. If you know what I'm getting at. So, yeah. Uh, soundtrack real quick. It was amazing. Uh, the, 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 um, the sort of, I don't want to say ripoff, but it kind of reminded me of star Wars a little bit where, um, especially the Riddler when Batman, uh, Riddler's home when Batman was investigating, it went dun, 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 dun. It almost went (laughs) dun, 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 dun. And I was just like, Oh, that's getting awfully close, but I really love that. So the soundtrack overall was amazing. And then I just yeah. want to also say the hallway scene. That mm-hmm. was great to me. That was probably my favorite scene in the movie. So uh, that's another great on my uh, yeah my docket. No, yeah. This, this, I, I appreciate this movie not having flashback scenes, especially when it came to Martha and um, Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we basically got that in the scene where he's walking through and the kid found the dead body. And then he's just sitting there. And when the Nirvana song comes on, he's just like staring at him. Oh, you just feel that emotion without having to like flash back to it. But then also like the sound mix, because my wife had brought out that in the scene where he comes into the stadium and those bombs goes off while he's breaking through the glass, those come off and then he flies through and there's a bat like screeching as he's like approaching and like coming on to those guys. Oh, so good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did, did she go with you both times yeah yep oh, that's awesome that's awesome um what was your guys's favorite scene real quick uh, i mean I, I mentioned the hallway scene for me did you guys have a favorite scene or or no or is this kind of like too much on the spot for you guys i'd have to see it again okay that's fair no that's fair. uh what the um I, I think actually my favorite scene was when in the police station when he was escaping and he was going up to the roof mm. and that moment when he just gets up there and he, he gets that like scared of heights look well, and mm-hmm. you get that crack in his armor of like, okay, he's not fully Batman quite yet. And then <laughs> when he jumps off and like he, 
almost makes it but doesn't quite and you just feel that pain of him just hitting that building yeah. that was probably yeah one of my favorite scenes in the movie <laughs> yeah no that's true and I, you know like in the um, so in uh well i shouldn't say any other movies i was going to talk about a different movie but you felt every punch and explosion in the movie theater yeah. every every single mm -hmm. the shotgun blast at the end when mm -hmm. he gets hit and, and falls backward, yes. when Catwoman yeah. had to save him, you felt that. So that was kind of cool. Like I thought that the sound sound and, and the sound quality and the soundtrack, it was all amazing. Yeah. Just a great then, movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also a really good scene is um, when they're in the courthouse and Batman shows up and he answers the phone call and the Riddler speaking to him for the first time the suspense in that mm -hmm. like him on the phone and just, yeah, you can see his just like mentally unstableness there. That was really good as well as like doing some research into this movie that I think he recorded that over like 200 times, like different oh. versions mm -hmm. of that cell phone scene to like one, like sitting in the chair, not sitting in the chair, coming off screen, you know, coming from below to like up and yeah, just like the details that they put into the movie with like stuff like that. Oh, made awesome yeah that's it was great it was great i don't yeah. know what to say <laughs> uh any other greats before we move on to the good chris yeah. you have one go ahead one more one um i forget what which of you mentioned the sound but uh the batmobile revving up for the first time and just the beautiful bass rumble yes all yeah. through the theater was fantastic yes. um, that was one of the best scenes um i would say great um Zoe Kravitz as I, I'm not going to call her Catwoman because she's really not like <laughs> there's not any of the classic Catwoman. No, she's Selena Kyle. Yeah, yeah, she's she's Selena Kyle. Um, I thought she was a great Selena Kyle, uh, much better than Anna Hathaway for my money. Um, yes. I thought the interactions. I thought she had a good storyline, good story arc, um, learning basically Batman's influence not to just go off and kill people. <laughs> Um, I thought their interactions were great. Um, it was good. I think this was the first one since the Keaton movies to remember that deep down Batman is a huge weirdo. <laughs> um, you know, she's like, you know, kiss me, you big doof. And he's just like, oh! you know, he's just a dysfunctional, messed up guy, <laughs> you know, um, and she brings out that she highlights that like he's not capable of having a normal relationship. So I, I appreciated that, that they remember that because the, the, um, the bail Bruce Wayne is pretty well adjusted, you know, mm -hmm. except for the dressing up like a Batman, but in, in, in his day-to-day -day interactions, he's a pretty normal guy. And this, yeah. this, this Bruce Wayne is a weirdo. So I like that a lot. Okay. But I thought, going back to it overall, I thought Zoe Kravitz was great as well. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's my favorite Catwoman as well. I just, the, I had her in the good because the only thing um, her and um, uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, interactions were good, really good. I just wish she was just made a little bit more flirty. And the second time watching, mm -hmm. I kind of noticed she, she was more like standoffish with him until towards the mm -hmm. end. But I feel like Catwoman is just a little bit more flirty, but that's okay. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a small yeah. nitpick. I, I had yeah. to pick some things that I felt were great, were good yeah. as well, because I, I, I could, yeah. I could go full Luke when Luke and uh, when we did the, uh, the Spider-Man 
And he's like, yeah. let me give you another grade. I could do that the entire yeah. time here, but I wanted yeah. to. But anyway, just th- that's the only nitpick I have a Catwoman, yeah. just a little bit more flirty yeah. with Batman. That would have been nice. Yeah. Okay. Any other grades? No, I think I covered all mine. Yeah. I, I only have, you know, overall, I don't spoiler. I don't really have any bads either. I just have nitpicks. So nitpicks that would take things from great to good. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the whole, like, that's the thing. Even when I, I have two, I think for each bad and ugly, but like mm-hmm. they're, they're small nitpicks and maybe mm-hmm. stuff that I just have to be patient about, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, let's get into the good. Let's, before we get into the other stuff, let's get into good. The good. That's okay. That's good. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, so you mentioned one of your goods already, Brian, which was, um, oh man. Gordon. Gordon. Okay. Yep. Do you have another good? Yeah. Um, the Batmobile. I, I thought that was a really good, especially coming off of the Nolan Batmobile. You know, first seeing that on screen, you're just blown away, especially with like the chase scene. But this one, they did a good job of adapting like a new kind of style for it, especially him. You know, it, we're not seeing a Bruce using his family money to, you know, get all this tech and stuff, but just kind of like he's building it himself in the garage. That was a great one. I've even got the Lego set up on the top shelf for that bad boy. That's nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I as well liked the Batmobile. It was really awesome. Um, the the chase scene, which we haven't talked about yet, but that was really well done. The only thing I mm-hmm. wish they wouldn't have done in the trailers was spoil how that yes. scene was going to end. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. should probably be a bad, right? Like that bad on you guys. You shouldn't have shown because that was yeah. that was awesome. No. Yeah, there, I think. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I was kind of let down. I was almost thinking that would be a little bit of a misdirect and they have kind of like a little bit different of the ending for that scene. Because I think they did some like photos and stuff where it wasn't even in the movie. He just wanted people not to know everything. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, all in all, good. I just, yeah, a lot of movies do that. They put in that in the trailer. And it's like, why? Give us a money so, shot. Give us, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I, I read, I don't remember where it was or who it was, but I read a review of this, like one of the bigger websites and they mentioned that shot and they, you know, it was like, wow, that was the best shot movie. And the way they wrote it, it was kind of like, wow, I, this is the first time I'd seen it. And I'm like, come on. It was in all the trailers. <laughs> right. yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris, uh, what, what's one, one of your goods? Um, I'm going to say Paul Dano was good. I don't know if he was great. There's just still a little bit to me of, I'm not, I don't know if it's fair to really say Heath Ledger Joker, but like, there's just a little bit of it where it's Mm -hmm. not entirely original. Like he's just kind of like a weird guy, you know? Um, I thought like his plan was really good. And I guess I'll just say what I was going to say earlier. I think, his plan to uh, where he was killing people. I like, I thought it was grounded. I didn't love that. It culminated with him, like blowing up all the dams and like flooding the city. I thought that went a little over the top based on what was happening previously, because it was like, he's, he's striking out at the corruption of the city he feels left out because he was supposed to be taken care of as an orphan. 
and you know the money was being siphoned away by criminals and gangsters and the the authority figures that were supposed to look out for people like him and so it made sense that it was like yeah he was killing off corrupt people and then it turned into like just kind of like a big big villain plot i, I liked where it was um how it culminated with him in the stadium and he had like his army of internet followers like i i'd like that well enough I just thought, you know, it made it made sense how it worked with like Batman becoming like a true hero, but I just thought it was a little a little much for what he had been doing previously. So that stays that stays good for me. No, also, I, I don't even Ave Maria anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I actually agree with you. I, I felt felt yeah. the same way. Like it. it a uh, cool kind of like concept of like putting the Zodiac killer, by the way, in the bat because that's yeah. the vibes I got, but it yeah. kind of reminded me of Heath Ledger's performance. And I just like, mm-hmm. you know, even though that I understand what they were kind of going for, it was like, it's neat when you get to see like the villains be their own individuals. So even though the Riddler, he's a little bit more goofy, right? Like that's, that mm-hmm. that's who he's, he's been. Um, and they don't really sh- show that side of him because they're trying to be mm-hmm. more grounded and serious. But then what you yeah. end up with is, are we just going to have a bunch of jokers running around? Like everyone's mm-hmm. trying to a- act all psychotic and whatever. And yeah. I don't want that. Like, you know, I want yeah. the differences and villains, but so I'm with you. Yeah. I had the Riddler as good for the same exact re- reason, because there's a tad bit of him that reminded me like he was trying to outdo Heath Ledger's Joker, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I. It'll be interesting to see where they go with the Joker since we had that little teaser with them. Because even in that cell, he was kind of more of the voice of reason for the Riddler. So, what kind of Joker are we going to get in the future? Because oh. even if, yeah, I, we'll see. I guess. <laughs> that that's great. By the way, I forgot to add that as one of the greats was the Joker showing up. And oh, I really? love, yes, I, that's my favorite villain. I, you know, oh. I will, I will always like, don't you tell me we don't need more of the Joker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you can't tell a Batman story without the Joker mm-hmm. because that's the complete, like they're just the opposites, yin and yang. You need them both. But um, I loved how he connected with the Riddler too. He's so manipulative that he's like, you know how I get this guy in my back pocket. I'm going to use a riddle. And then he and I are going to be friends. I'm just like, that is such a Joker move. So actually, I, I wanted to add that as a great, like, anyway. How do you guys feel about the Joker showing up? Let's... Uh, well, I guess I would save, I, I might save, save it, it for bad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I, we might I not actually be friends. also have that in my bag. Oh, we're going to have a debate about <laughs> it. But That's very nitpicky <laughs> stuff, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there okay. then. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Brian, you got another good? Um, let's see here. Oh, I really like the voiceover that he did in the beginning of the movie where he's like going through his journal, kind of like giving Mm. his perspective of, you know, like I haven't slept for this long. I'm becoming a nocturnal animal. I have to write this journal just to, you know, make sure I'm still human inside. So I don't know. (laughs) We never really got that perspective of Batman. I thought it brought Mm. a lot of depth to the character. Yeah, I like that, too. I like how it it also gave us like a frame of reference of that that movie took place in like seven days or whatever, six, seven days. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I like the journal as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris, another good. 
Um, yeah, uh, let's go with um, maybe I'm going to be contradicting myself a little bit because I said he was a great Batman. I think he was a good Bruce Wayne. And I guess I just praise the movie for reminding us that he's a weirdo. But maybe it's just very different. It's just very different how he's been portrayed because he's such a weirdo and like such a loner. And he's like barely able to function in society. It's kind of just like, why would anyone? I guess maybe the only people he does interact with is Alfred because like he shows up to the funeral and people are like, whoa, that, that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I'd say it's good, not great. Just a very different portrayal of Bruce Wayne that's been seen before because mm-hmm. he's not, not the billionaire playboy. He's a total recluse. Yeah. I almost um, want to say we didn't get to see Bruce Wayne at all in this movie. Yeah. It was just yeah. focusing on the Batman, which I actually, I appreciate because, you know, we, it's going to be hard to top the, you know, self-aware Bruce Wayne we got in like the dark Knight in Batman mm-hmm. begins. Um, but yeah, cause he, he's, he's at the point where he's just like, I don't want anyone to ever think of like Bruce Wayne. That's not what they need. They need Batman and just getting the perspective of just like the Batman trying to, you know, save the city when actually Bruce Wayne can do a better job. That's why I'm, I'm looking forward to the next movies to see how that is, because I think he's finally getting a glimpse of, okay, the city needs something more than just vengeance. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, oh, go ahead, Chris. No, I just, it's kind of like, like I said, it's it's good. It's different. It's just sort of like important for the the difference between the two because like mm-hmm. uh, like um uh is it I think it's in the year one comic. Like there's a lot of like co- coincidences where he becomes a suspect in various crimes, and basically him just being like the drunk playboy, like throws off the cops. So just based historically, there kind of does need to be that like there's no way this guy is Batman. Right. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe him being a recluse that is never seen in public might be suspicious. I don't know. I trust, (laughs) I trust, I trust them to do a good job with it, but yeah, we're we're actually going to talk a little bit more about Bruce Wayne because that's part of my, my ugly actually we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more, but uh, but one of my uglies, but um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I saw what, what they were doing with Bruce Wayne though. I, I get what they were trying to do for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any other good guys? Uh, Carmine Falcone was yeah, good. Was, yeah. Not not great, but he was good. Subdued. So, I mean, he was really evil. He yeah. turned evil for turned out to be really evil, but just good portrayal, good good characterization. So. Yeah, did that whole guys... story was good too, right? Uh, go ahead, uh, Brian. Oh, did you guys like the storyline with Selena and like Falcone throughout it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's based off like the Halloween comics, right? With mm-hmm. Batman, yeah, right? long Halloween, yeah, yeah, long Halloween. Yeah, so um, I did, I did, I didn't see that coming actually. So it was kind of like a nice yeah. little twist. I did like same, it. and yeah, I I liked how it kept her in a lot of the movie too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other good then? That it? Okay. Let's get into we're, some. We're in the nitpicks. Let's get let's get into <laughs> some of the nitpick stuff. The bad. So the bad. So let's get your first bad, uh, Brian. Um, my first bad is 
I wasn't, I didn't really like this portrayal of um, Alfred mm. quite, um, you know, it's going to be really difficult to top Michael Caine's like performance as it. Mm. I understand that, but just his relationship um, that he had, I just, I didn't really get it a hundred percent. But yeah, hopefully they develop that a little bit more going forth. But yeah, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sold on that. Like, bruce alfred relationship so yeah they didn't they didn't have him in the movie a whole lot either right so that's part no, of it like I think they didn't... only yeah four four or five scenes maybe something like mm-hmm. that with him and then yeah. like the interaction in the hospital where like he almost died and bruce sees him wake up for the first time is like you lied to me i was just like that well that's a little <laughs> like aren't you gonna say i'm happy you're okay first but like yeah. could you could you start out with that first but anyway yeah uh, Chris, yeah. what about you? What's your first bad? Yeah, no, that, that would all be sort of like a nitpick for me too. everything you just said. Um, he, here's something related to that. He's got like a maid just running around. And yeah. it's like, does, does the maid know he's Batman? Or is he just like dusting? And it's like, oh, Master Bruce is off on his motorcycle again. Like, that was really weird that they, I guess they did, because Alfred was, I think he was implied to be the Wayne family bodyguard. Right? And, so like he's not the butler <laughs> so they needed someone else to be a butler or a maid um but just any clarification at all on what this lady is doing yeah would have been nice for me just because that was really nitpicky to me wasn't he the butler though because when he was i thought he was the bodyguard because he talked about when the parents got killed he's like i wasn't able to protect them well then didn't he have like breakfast or berries for him or whatever too yeah and then he was like cutting open his like mail and stuff too and that's how he got the package but i don't Mm -hmm. know yeah i that whole thing it was just very like kind of like this is alfred you should know what he does and not really like going too much into it yeah yeah hopefully hopefully he gets more of a role move like just so that we can flesh out his character a little bit or even when he said um he's like you know i he said something about training him or like teaching mm-hmm. him how to fight so right. are we to believe yeah. like he's the one that showed him you know how to use weapons and all this stuff and like train him on all that is, mm-hmm. and is it just him or did he get his like did batman get his training he normally does you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's the other part that, of it yeah, yeah. It, it almost made it assume like alfred taught him how to fight and like that's how he became you know his got his skills to be batman but yeah mm-hmm. mm. interesting yeah i guess that could be it okay uh you got another bad uh brian um the joker and end scene Sort of. I, I'm going to turn off my mic and my okay. earphones right now, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I, I like the Joker. I like the Joker. I think it's going to be hard to do a, you know, come off of Heath Ledger, you know, his kind of portrayal on it. But we, we just had a trilogy that focused on the Joker for one entire movie. We have so many characters that we can go with in this yeah. universe of Batman. Bring me back, Mr. Freeze. Can we get poison ivy in here? Like those can be, you know, we had, you know, three or four, you know, kind of villains in this one. And it's like, <laughs> I wish they would have saved it for a little bit down the road. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't necessarily think we needed to have him kind of brought in right away. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chris, you're, you're agreeing with him. Yeah, no, I totally thought the same mainly because I liked that this was self-contained. It wasn't part of any of the previous DC universes. This was its own thing. Um, and I thought it was such a good story. It wasn't an origin story. It wasn't setting up necessarily for the next movie. And then they they got this little two-minute thing in here to give you a tease. And I just thought we didn't need it at all. Uh, but no, I, I, I respect you want to see the Joker. I don't have a you know, I wouldn't hate it if they did, but I just thought, you know, it's like we've had uh, Dark Knight, all four Arkham games. He makes an appearance. And he, he was should. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, especially with Mark Hamill doing them, you can't go wrong. So, touche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, suicides, even though it's really bad, Suicide Squad, he's in that. He's in. Um, is, is that really the Joker? Well, come on. Yeah, I mean, it was publicized as the Joker. Okay, was, fair. But I, I don't remember if he was in um, the Batman versus Superman or not. I don't think so. No, him. no, no. He showed up at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice, Justice League. League. So there's just been a lot, and I I agree with Brian. It would be nice. I know it's iconic. It would be nice to just try something differently. So not, yeah. not horrible, but I just, you know, hopefully it, I think the actor is good, Barry Keog. So I'm sure he would do a very fine job, but I just like to see them mix it up a little more. It's actually interesting because I guess they were, there's a deleted scene. Hopefully they put it on the DVD or whatever, but there, there's supposed to be this deleted scene of, of Joker having just a little bit more of a, a role that Batman actually goes visit him in Arkham to t talk to him about the Riddler or something like that. Oh, okay. I thought that was like, well, that, that was that? interesting. And the, uh, the Halloween scene in the beginning when he beats up the goons on the train is that they're yeah. in, they're in semi Joker makeup. So that's kind of was like, has he already been on the scene? So that, that was kind of interesting. Or is it just coincidence that they're wearing white face paint with black eyes and black face or black yeah. mouth? Yeah, I'm not, sure. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I wish they would have had that scene in there because then you kind of get a perspective of he's gone against the Joker already, so he knows who he is. Or, yeah, because it kind of left you wondering, okay, so does Batman know about the Joker or is he just like this crazy guy that hasn't really made a mark on Gotham yet? Yeah. But... Yeah, I've been... I, what I really want is like a Joker that has a history with Batman. Like we never get a Joker like we kind of did at the end of. But that was like a, and it, it no longer exists. But with uh, Jared Leto's Joker at the end of uh, Snyder's mm -hmm. movie, you kind of get a history mm -hmm. with Batman and the Joker. Yeah, they could. But, you know, what I, what would be kind of neat if they kind of like Thanos him for a little bit, like he can be this guy that shows up in every movie, like as as he battles mm -hmm. these other villains and like. Mm -hmm lead to like an Arkham Asylum type movie where mm -hmm. the Joker like takes over Arkham and then Batman has to go up against all these villains at oh. it, to get mm -hmm. to the Joker. I think that would be pretty neat, but mm -hmm. I, I got to disagree with you guys just because I'm a big Joker fan. And <laughs> yeah, I just don't sure. think, I just don't think it's, 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 
I, I get I like the other villains as well, but it's hard to, for me to be like, yeah, I can I can read a Batman story like a trilogy or whatever. And you not including the Joker. It just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense because the Joker is such a big part of what Batman has had has gone through throughout his entire career as Batman. He needs to be in there mm-hmm. at some point, at least. But um, yeah, I think he needs to be in there. I just like make him movie three or maybe he won't even show up for the next movie and they'll mm-hmm. kind of have him in the background a little bit. But I I'm interested to see his portrayal going forward, because even like the briefness of you get to see him behind bars, his face kind of looks cut up mm-hmm. as it does in like, you know, Death of the Family, where he like removes his face. So if we get that kind of Joker who's just completely off of his rockers and just like, I'm not wearing a mask, so I need you to not wear a mask here. You know, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that going forward when we, when we're done uh, about what we'd like to see though, that, that'd be, um, but, but that'd be cool. Uh, I'm going to go with my first bad. Um, I'm going to talk the renewal, the renewal storyline that just kind of mm-hmm. is not touched on. So like mm-hmm. we know that that's what created the Riddler, right? Because he, mm-hmm. he was, forgot like you said earlier chris just a forgotten orphan and and so he's going after the elites that took the money that belonged to this orphanage and um it's like and and batman and bruce wayne towards like the you know third of the way through the movie he like realizes this right he realizes like oh this is why he's doing what he's doing but apparently this fun is still there and it's Mm -hmm. still being uh, taken advantage of by politicians and the crime families and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We never get that resolved. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like maybe that's going to be like patience because maybe they'll resolve mm-hmm. it in the next movie. And I understand that, but yeah. in this movie in particular, the fact that it yeah. created the Riddler, it was kind of a big deal and it not getting yeah. resolved again, it's a nitpick, but that would be one of my bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't mind it as, you know, I didn't like how it did that kind of cliffhanger, but I think it was a good way to kind of um, let us in the next movie kind of get to know Bruce Wayne more because that's something that he's going to have to, you know, fix because it's his family, you know, fund. So maybe that's a way that we get a look in the door of him becoming more of Bruce Wayne. That was my thinking of them not really f- solving that quite yet. So, yeah. I think you're right, by the way. I think you're right. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it was such a big part. I kind of want, I was kind of hoping to. No, get yeah. Some, yeah. You're, you're probably right. It's just patience that, on that. Yeah. That could kind of be like what I said, where it's the ending is the city getting flooded. And then, you know, he gets his hero shot. He's pulling people out of the water and saving people, which was very good. But maybe if it ended with just him, like, beating up snipers in the catwalks and it, the, the flooding is kind of left out. Mm. There's kind of more of a post come down from that. You know what I mean? Where the city is operating as normal. And then you, you hit a, you know, you get a newscast going, uh, the, the new mayor, Bell Real announces plans to yada, yada, yada with the renewal fund. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a little thing like that. And that would kind of tie a bow, but instead it's yes. like, well, the city is underwater. We're screwed, people. <laughs> so just a little different. Not not bad, but just different. No, I, I'm with yeah. you. That's, that's, no, that's all they needed is something. And, but but Brian could be right. They could be just yeah. holding off the, the answer to this. But mm-hmm. that's what I kind of like. Or like 
him understanding that Bruce Wayne needs to be just as much as a part of saving Gotham as Batman. So like the, the last scene could be like Bruce entering the boardroom and being like, okay, let's talk about the renewal fund. And then you just, you don't have to show them like, okay, it's getting taken care of. Okay. this thing that created this guy, you know, other than the Mm -hmm. fact that Batman exists, by the way, that was a good, that we forgot to mention. I wanted to mention the Riddler saying basically Batman created him like gave him the courage to become him. Mm. That was, that was mm-hmm. cool. That kind of reminded yeah. me of the, uh, the dark Knight Joker scene where he's like, uh, you complete me where, when, when he ledges like you complete me. <laughs> That's yeah. what that reminded me of. Anyway. Yeah. Um, any other bad? Um, I have <laughs> nitpicky. We didn't need a shirtless Bruce Wayne, especially with, Robert Patterson's body. I'm just like, we could have gone without that. The bones like peeking out of his back. So, yeah. That's fair. He's no Ryan Reynolds, that's for sure. That's (laughs) That's a good Uh, one. Yeah. Are the other bad? Um, I personally just think like the completely bulletproof armor is a little bit of a cheat. The hallway scene was great. Don't get me wrong. Right. I loved that. But when he's getting shot with semi-automatics and point break range, it's going just pinging off. Like there still needs to be a little bit of the vulnerability that yes, he can't just get shot and just like, it's no big deal. I know at the end when he's in the cat or the catwalk and he gets shot like point blank with a shotgun, like it like knocks him out. Like that was good. Um, just for me, I the bulletproof armor is I, I thought that was a little silly. Um, but I did like, if we want to go back to good for a second, I did love when he was knocked out and then he just like injected yeah. himself with adrenaline I don't know if, was, if yeah, adrenaline or maybe it was venom. Maybe they could have clarified that a little bit. I, I heard that like, though. Like real quick, I just heard that yeah. that it could be that like a dose of what uh, gives yeah. Venom his strength. Yeah. I mean, not Venom, Bane. Uh, Bane. 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 Yeah, yeah, Bane his strength. I heard that. I was like, oh, that could be interesting. But I yeah. thought it was adrenaline too. That's what. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought it was too, but it was I, green, right? I wish he so. would have had it like labeled with just like a V or something yeah. like that, because <laughs> I, I, I wish we would have known more if he like you know if he had encounters yeah. already with you know Joker and like Bane and stuff like that. Oh. It would have, yeah. yeah, just brought a just lot have his workbench down in the uh, the back yeah. cave. We have a big old canister of venom, and Alfred yeah. comes in and be like, "Where's this trophy? I wouldn't case? be, Come on. I wouldn't be messing around with that stuff, Master Wayne. I know what I'm doing, Alfred. <laughs> Leave me alone. You're not you my know. dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I did like that he he injected that and then just started wailing on people. That was fantastic. But the other the other thing, um, just because it was like. This is what I was talking about right away at the top, where I was a little worried that this was going to be very, like, over the top, like, dark and silly. But the rumor was that the bat shield in his armor was made out of the guns that killed his parents. Yeah. And it sort of looked like it was still, but they never they never drew attention to it, and they never yeah. got, like, a real clear shot to say either way. He did take them out and do, like, cut the 
prime tape and then like pop them back in, which I actually thought was kind of cool. But I just need to know if it's the guns because that's really, really silly. I, I, very was, I was wondering about that because I had heard that. And I don't know if he was just kind of doing like a, the director is doing a deep fake because remember, yeah. he cut the line and then he drops it into the water and he never grabs it again. Um, while he's mm -hmm. in that stadium True. but then yeah. the next scene where he's with selena like he's got his suit back on and it's got the mm -hmm. thing in the middle so mm -hmm. is it just like a duplicate like it's just whatever i i don't know <laughs> yeah that's very nitpicky but i just need yeah. to know if it's the guns or not <laughs> well hope, but, uh, hopefully they'll they'll answer that for us yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Regarding Brian. the uh, the bulletproof armor, I agree with you on. It was very like Arkham Asylum, like video game ish. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm wondering if that was a compromise because it was rumored that this movie was supposed to be R. Especially, I'm thinking of the the scene where he um, right before like the car scene, he gets shot, and it almost looks like he got hurt, but they never showed like any blood. He just basically went to the Batmobile. So I was wondering if there was a scene where he was just like actually got like physically hurt and that was more towards like the R-rated version of this. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with you guys too, which will kind of go into another one of the uglies that I had. Um, but but yeah, I agree with the bulletproof armor because you're right, Chris, it, that vulnerability is important because you got to know that he can get hurt, right? And, and I think yeah. that's what that shotgun scene was about. But like when you're yeah. getting... And, and like nobody like thought, hey, let's move my gun up two inches to go after yeah. the the part that isn't protected, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, another bad I had was um, you you touched on it, Chris, with with the Riddler. Is his plan was pretty pretty straightforward? Like, hey, we're gonna get rid of these corrupt politicians, and we're gonna do it in these these very unethical ways that you know or whatever mm -hmm. and then at the end he sort of like with the blowing up of the bridge the 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 water walls and flooding the city and kind of going after innocent people that came out of kind of left field so that was one mm -hmm. nitpick i had it kind of like he he sort of had this plan you followed him you followed him you followed him and then all of a sudden he's like now i'm going to just destroy everything and then kill the the mayor that hasn't done anything yet that was corrupt or whatever. He, obviously, he said it's all the same. Um, but then he blew up the, the 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 and flooded the city, which obviously would have hurted people who aren't corrupt, which means that he wasn't yeah. fighting for the people, which was what his yeah. claim was in the be beginning when he was killing all the the corrupt politicians. So uh, that was kind of a bad for me because it seemed yeah. like it kind of veered off character a little bit. Yeah, it kind of mm -hmm. did seem like it was just a setup to, you know, get this like Lost City vibes, maybe for the next movie or something like that. And that way mm -hmm. they could just flood it. But yeah, I, I really didn't think about it when I was watching the movie. But as you guys are talking about it, it did seem a little weird where his, you know, especially to like they had the scenarios outside of the courthouse where it's like almost like Thanos was right. You know, all those people with the sign like the Riddler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got the right idea. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. he's just like her putting corralling everybody into that stadium to just gun them down. A little mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. I mean, they could have just had the scene without that part, like still with them going after the mayor, like in being like, oh, she's corrupt, too. So we got to mm -hmm. get rid of her. Right. Yeah. Like and it would have yeah. still made yeah. sense because that's where his delusion mm -hmm. has got the best of him. Yeah. Like all politicians are going to be corrupt. 
Um, yeah. But but the flooding and, and like you said, mowing down the innocent, that did, that seemed kind of off of what he was originally um, planning mm-hmm. on doing at, from the beginning. Yeah. I will say if we go back to good for a second, I did like his, his I did like his uh, internet followers. I like that. Yes. You know, it, it was a very nice modern touch. He turns on a camera and is like, Hey guys, here's what I'm doing today. And then you have like, you know, creepy weirdo 52, like what kind of guns should I buy? Like if you see like the chat on the yeah. side, um, that was nice. I like that. And it was just like a bunch of unprepared doofuses. Yep. Um, but they were still they still were a threat because they all had guns they just like didn't know what to do with them but i I just i love that where it's on the side and it's like make sure you bring your zip ties (laughs) whatever it was it was stuff like that you can get the mask at an army surplus store right down the road yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then then just one other thing again this is just nitpicking but um so so just a little bit of a bad i guess um is that you know his, his the whole time he's trying to get uh carmine falcon out into light you know that's his you know with batman batman's helping with that but mm-hmm. he was also at the funeral for the commissioner um mm-hmm. both the riddler and carmine falcone was so why didn't he mm-hmm. just off him then yeah. true so so yeah. that was you know he's like because the whole point he told batman in the interrogation room or not the interrogation room but in arkham he's like i couldn't get him out i couldn't get him out but it's like well he's at this very public event where he's out and about so mm-hmm. why didn't you just gun him down then mm-hmm. but I, I didn't kind of get that but again that's nitpicky i don't i didn't want him to get rid of him then otherwise it would have ruined yeah. the whole story yeah Plot, plot convenience that's why yeah yeah well too like even when bruce kind of goes over to falcone he gets stopped by all those bodyguards and like hey what are you doing you know Mm -hmm. he's still got muscle around him and people who could you know jump in front Mm -hmm. of the shot so that's fair yeah and two you know at that point everyone was against him when he was outside the club there because even the penguin you know (laughs) that served as a distraction for everybody when he pulled out his gun but that's fair no that's a good point yeah um let's see here uh any other bad um i had another nitpick just before you said that that last one and now it just escaped from my oh, mind i'm I sorry should, I probably, no it's okay i probably should have wrote it down so if, I, if it pops in my head i'll be sure to interrupt and yeah. make that's, sure i say that's fine We're, we'll get into the ugly and then just you can put that nitpick in there so let's get into the ugly oh, yeah it, it, it did just come into mind okay go ahead good this, this actually is a good ugly the ugly. The ugly. <laughs> Ew. Okay, well, let's get into the ugly then, and we'll okay. give you the first go at it so you don't forget again. Let's give you the first ugly, Chris. So what was your first ugly? Um, well, we already touched on it with the uh, the Rodolata. I'm probably butchering that, but like I thought that was good. I like that. I especially like the penguin, like, no Spanish, and it's like, you dummies don't know Spanish. Like, that was great. What I specifically did not like is that it was almost like too dumb for Batman because he's like, it's a rat with wings. What's a rat with wings? Maybe a penguin? Like, come on, bro. Like, no one has ever once connected a penguin with a rat before. Um, so I thought that was like, that was just, it was too dumb for Batman. He would be a little smart. I know he's like still learning at this point. It, he would be just a little bit smarter than that. So that's my ugly. That's a fair point. Yeah, I like it. 
Uh, Brian, do you have an ugly? Yeah. Um, I, so I didn't like the new like mayor coming in the, I don't know that whole storyline with her, you know, having it, I don't know if they necessarily need to kill off the mayor, obviously with the corruption, but her like portrayal of like this new mayor coming into the city. I wasn't really a, I don't know, especially the way that she was acting. I wasn't a huge fan of that. I don't know. That's pretty nitpicky, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just that, like, do you think just not having, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think we needed like, I don't know, like new mayor with a new vision sort of thing. That was very, it was very like Harvey Dent esque kind of like mm-hmm. her. I don't know if she's going to turn into two face. Maybe that'll be cool, but yeah. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> I, th- I think you needed, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think you needed her at the end just for him, like Batman to save her. Because I think the implication yeah. is that he's just running around like beating up people at two in the morning, and like now he's like high. It's like oh, I, I, and people think he's a bad guy, right? Because the guy he saves at the beginning is like, please don't hurt me. Yeah. And here he is doing a high profile. He's straight up saving. Yeah. The new mayor. That's true. So like he's in, a hero. So. Yeah, I guess in other movies it would almost be like they would almost use you know Catwoman as that damsel in distress, which they didn't do in this movie. Mm-hmm. She was more than self-sufficient to take care of herself. So I guess you didn't need that kind of like damsel scenario. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got another one, Chris? No, nope. nothing comes to mind. No. Okay. Brian, you got another one? That was my one. Okay. So I got two, I guess. So I'll get into, I'll get into mine. So I, yeah. I personally like nitpick again is, is one thing is Bruce Wayne. Okay, so I agree with Brian. We got 100 percent Batman all movie, like even when Bruce Wayne was I mean, Batman was Bruce Wayne. He was he was Batman. And I just I I like that um, he's struggling, but I wish that he was struggling like they showed him struggling to trying to be different. And they didn't do that because, like you said, Chris, it's so important to to like make Bruce Wayne sort of like a, a, a billionaire, billionaire playboy doing all this reckless stuff to sort of like exonerate him from being Batman. Right. But the mm-hmm. entire movie, I'm, I'm like Penguin ran into Bruce Wayne twice and Batman twice and how he did not figure out that that was Bruce Wayne and Batman because they had the same look, the same mannerisms. They walk <laughs> the same. It was just like, how do how do people you know you can't put two and two together at some point <laughs> like so i guess mm-hmm. i just wish i understand what they were doing in the film but that that struggle to pretend to be bruce wayne is so hard for bruce wayne and we didn't see mm-hmm. that in this film and it's year two right so mm-hmm. I, I feel like he had at this point he has to be at the point where he should be at least trying to make a, 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 a like a a, a show like put on a performance as Bruce Wayne Um, and he just didn't do that. So that didn't, for me, that just didn't land again. It's a nitpick, but I would, I would have liked it that he would have tried a little harder to pretend that he was more jovial or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that's my first ugly. Okay. Um, My second ugly is Batman is just a little too like, I guess like throughout the movie is just too straightforward for me. I like Batman to be more stealthy using misdirection. Like he was too much like in people's faces for me. 
Mm. Um, it, it's part of the reason uh, like Babin instills fear in people because they just never know when he's coming. And you kind of seen that mm. in the in the first scene where they're all looking down the dark alley and it's like mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, you know, uh, in there, and then the boots come and everybody hears him and he's just like in your face. And even when he goes into the iceberg ground, he, he knocks on the door the same way Bruce Wayne does, by the way. Do you know who I am? <laughs> same exact thing. And it's like the twins couldn't figure out they're the same person. But and then it's like, yeah, we know who you are. And, and I just I, I feel like at this point in Batman's um, career, he would try to be a little bit more stealthy behind the scenes and not so like upfront in your face. I mean, even when at the end, when he's helping these kids get onto the, the uh, uh, rescue with the rescue team, I just like, well, I just don't feel like that. That's more like a Superman thing. Not so much a Batman thing. I feel like Batman would have saved the day and then got out of there. You know what I'm saying? So for me, again, a little bit of a go. <laughs> Batman <laughs> could find a way. Batman would find a way. Uh, but for me, that was just a little bit of a nitpick. I wish he was just a little bit more uh, uh, stealthy, mysterious, even to those that he was like. He was just too much upfront for me, almost a little bit when he mm-hmm. was doing his thing. So that's all I got for you guys. Okay, but. Yeah. It didn't ruin the movie for me, and it was such a minor thing. You know, it's it was a yeah. different way of telling Batman. I yeah, mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. I mm-hmm. I like it because we we see room for him to grow. Because mm-hmm. you know, after Batman mm-hmm. Begins, there wasn't really room for you know Bruce to develop much. It was more or like Batman. It was more just like what kind of characters we can throw at him with you know Two Face and the Joker and how he reacts to that. Because we got like the full formed, you know, Batman slash Bruce Wayne with everything, even to the point where in Dark Knight, he wanted to, you know, stop being Batman, give it over to someone else. So I like that we get more of like a character development of him finding his way doing, you know, both sides of things. Maybe he'll actually come out and stop being so pale. So, yeah, that that could be true. But see, he's got to improve as Batman. He's got to improve as a detective. He has to improve as Bruce Wayne. So he's got a lot of character development in the next couple movies. No, he actually has to be an adult. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that's it, guys. That's the the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. So let's let's talk about then uh, what we rate this movie. So, um, Brian, let's start with you. What's your rating on this movie? Um, oh boy, I, I, I like this movie, I think better than I like the dark Knight, especially for the fact that it's the, I don't know if it's going to be a trilogy. I'm just assuming that it is that if this is the first movie in the trilogy and they can give us all of this, I I'm looking forward to what's coming next for everything, especially just Batman's portrayal and what we got was so different than what we've ever seen. It was so similar to just, you know, comic books where, you know, we actually got to see more of that character. I'm probably going to give this like a 9.2 for me. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Um, I'm going to say an 8.6. Okay. I also had a 9.2, Brian. Uh, but the, the, I know me, I, me and you, like even me. And, <laughs> I know. We're so close. <laughs> Great minds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I still have Dark Knight ahead of it. Yeah. I've seen Dark yeah. Knight so many times, though. But I, I still have Dark yeah. Knight ahead of it as far as uh, 
in the order of Batman. I, I would, I would, you know, I used to have Dark Knight and then Batman '89. You know, the the Mike, mm, okay, Nicholas, not Nicholas, uh, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas yeah. Kate. Yeah. Are you about to say Nicholas Kate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant Jack Nicholson's Joker. Which did, did you see? He wants to be Nicholas Cage. Is throwing his name out there. He wants to be in future Batman movies. He wants to portray Egghead from the '60s TV show. Well, hopefully not. Okay. Hopefully not. Um, I, I would say that uh, I think it's it's second on my list now uh, yeah. above that. Uh, how about you, Chris? So you're kind of agreeing with me, but where do you have it ranked among your Batman movies? Yeah, I, I'd still say Dark Knight is number one. I think Dark Knight is the best, is better, just slightly better plotted. And then it has the towering Heath Ledger performance, which is, you know, better than any of the performances in any of the other movies. Yes. Um, so the Dark Knight is still number one. This isn't too far behind. Um, Batman Begins is maybe it's not quite it's not quite as good as dark knight i think it's a that's still a great batman story so i'd say it's pretty equal to the dark knight and then um it's just hard to compare all these movies with the the like i love to death the michael keaton movies but they're just so different in tone mm-hmm. yeah from these that they're just really hard to compare um so I'd still say maybe this is – I guess we'll have to see rewatchability because the 1989 Michael Keaton is just really, really rewatchable, and there's just so many great lines and iconic scenes in that. So it's a little too early, I guess, to say that Batman 2022 is better than that one. But it's definitely in the upper four. You know, I guess we'll just see it over the course of time, how much if it punches up above Batman Begins and 89 Batman. Yeah. I'd have to say like the second time I watched this one, um, the Batman, uh, it went by faster than the first time, which I, yeah. you know, the fact, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it, it, you know, complained about how slow it was. And I think it's done on purpose. So you can like think with Batman, you can look at things with Batman and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. I think the first time you watch it, it's so suspenseful. You're like, what's going to happen next? And you're kind of like yeah, on the mm-hmm. edge of your seat. But then when you know everything's coming, you can kind of relax and watch it a little more. Yeah. And I think that's what made it go a little faster for me the second time watching. I don't know. Brian, did you feel that way the second time? No, no, 100%. I, I think I was able to, you know, know where the plot was kind of going. So I had time to look at it a little closer details and like see some stuff you know, that scene where, you know, he's in the room while they're coming mm-hmm. out of it. And like, you know, uh, there's another scene too, where I was able to like pay attention with stuff. But yeah, I, I, I think for me, it was actually easier to watch the second time. And I'm not too worried because actually Dark Knight Rises, or I'm sorry, just the Dark Knight. That one is a little hard for me to rewatch just because I feel like towards, towards the end where he, um, after he blows up the, hospital and like he goes into the tower and like captures like joker it starts to veer off a little bit for me but um Mm -hmm. yeah i i think this one for some reason it keeps me a little bit more like in the movie because there's so much kind of going on and like with the suspense and like the almost detective aspect like you can follow along pretty good with it 
Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think that's what mm-hmm. most people would com- complain about the Dark Knight is that that, that last couple scenes with uh, the, the Two-Face going on with the Two-Face mm-hmm. instead of leaving yeah. him for the next movie. But that's yeah. it's sort of interesting because, like, that's one of my complaints with this movie is that once the Riddler gets captured, right? And then he mm-hmm. then his plan sort of kind of veers off from what it was before. And it's like, well, I wish they could have tightened that part up a little bit for, for, yeah. for me personally. Mm-hmm. But so th- then uh, where would you rank it uh, among the other Batman movies than uh, Brian? The, this one. Um, <laughs> so just, I, to, you know, it's not no, etched in stone. No, it's it's no, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it's weird for me. So I. I actually prefer Batman Begins to The Dark Knight. That sounds um, like a you problem, fair. but yeah. <laughs> no, totally fair. Batman Begins is great. It was it's, great. It's, I know, yeah. And so <laughs> growing up, I, I didn't watch a lot of like these kind of movies. Just my my mom was very weird about me watching anything PG-13. So I didn't watch like Batman Begins until I was 18. And that was, I think, like two years after it came out. And when I saw that, that movie just blew me away because I grew up on like Batman Forever and those movies, which are so different. You never really get like an origin story with the Batman. I thought that was just great. And then don't get me wrong. I love The Dark Knight as well. But for Mm -hmm. me, it would probably be the Batman, Batman Begins and then The Dark Knight Mm -hmm. um, going in order for me. Because, yeah, I just this movie we're getting a dark night kind of like level of like, you know, cinematography slash like villain where the Riddler's mm-hmm. so much like the Joker. I think there's just, you know, it can hopefully only go up from there to where, you know, we're getting the second movie is almost better than the dark Knight rises or Batman begins. So. Yeah. I, I think if, yeah, if anything, I, I'm, I'm, I got huge expectations for the next yeah. one to probably even supersede the Dark Knight for me. And that's saying a lot because I went to the theaters like five times to see the Dark Knight. Oh, we all did. Like, yeah. 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 It was so good. <laughs> um, so uh, who, who's your who's your favorite on live action Riddler? So we got two Jim Carrey or uh, uh, Paul. Um, like what? Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, you know, Jim Carrey, he was such a comical like Riddler. He was still good for what it was at the time. I remember loving him and it thought it was awesome. But yeah, I definitely say Paul Dano. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I prefer him. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, 100 okay, percent. Yeah. I cannot sanction Jim Carrey's buffoonery. Yeah. Especially too, you get you get into the weirdness because was it towards the end in like the Jim Carrey one where he starts to like morph into something else? Yeah. Like, yeah, his I, I I'm vaguely remembering here. He's just like his main brain starts to like melt or something. Yeah. 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 It's a, it, yeah. I, I I would agree with you guys. Um I felt like Tommy Lee Jones actually ruined that movie more than Jim Carrey did because he, oh, he yeah. did not oh, act like yeah, the two face yeah. at all, you know, no, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so rewatchability, let's just talk about that for a second. How, how do we feel about that? So you saw it twice, Brian, maybe yeah. we'll start with you. How do you feel about the rewatchability of this movie? I'm not worried about it. I, I, I think cinematically it's great. The, you know, the detective story, what we're seeing for the first time is great. I, I had it was easier for me to watch the second time and I'm definitely going to watch it a third time. It's out on HBO Max next month. 
and I'm definitely going to watch it when it comes out. So and I'd like to watch it again in theaters personally. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Chris, what, what about you? Yeah, I definitely, I've just been in basketball crazy yeah. mode for like two weeks. So I haven't really had the time at night to go see in the theater. Um, I definitely want to, again, cause I think the theater experience was really great. Like I said, the sound with the, the yeah. Batmobile, the sound of him thumping along in his super heavy duty Batman costume. So I, I am looking forward to seeing it again in theater. Um, I think, I think, um, I, I don't think I'm wrong. There's there's supposedly a four hour cut of this movie that's going to be on HBO Max. Um, and I personally would love every second of it because it did too. not it was not a long movie to me. And no. um, I just like I said earlier, I thought that the portrayal of Gotham was great, and I just thought it was so absorbing that I want to spend more time in this universe. Um, the way it's set up is just so interesting. So. Yeah, rewatchability. I'm I'm gonna say it's great, even though I've seen it the one time. Yeah, so it, it's it's so relative because for me, um, I, I feel like the the better movies to like rewatch are like ones that are constantly moving. Like um, The Dark Knight is one of those movies, or Infinity mm-hmm. War, or and you mm-hmm. know like these movies that just mm-hmm. keep moving and moving. So. I think I'm going to I'm going to enjoy rewatching it, obviously, because I rewatched it again. And I want to go see it again and I, I'm going to have no problems rewatching it. But as far as like um, it, I don't know if I'd put it as top tier of my rewatchability. Like I, I, I would mm-hmm. probably prefer different movies to rewatch if I'm just like, hey, what do I want to watch today? I probably would pick something a little bit more fast paced. Where if mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, what Batman movie should I watch today? I it'd probably be between that one and The Dark Knight. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, yeah. I think it'll just be a certain mindset you have to be in to to rewatch it. But yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was gonna say I'm I'm trying to think because like Dark Knight is something I'll like I'll put on in the background and mm-hmm. you know I'll enjoy watching that. I'm like thinking like, will I enjoy, you know, if I put this on in the background if I'm just around the house or whatever, I'm like, I probably will. Cause like, there's so many cool scenes and just like stuff going on that I'll, I don't know, even if not paying attention to it, like a hundred percent, it'll still be cool to watch. See that that's where maybe me and you differ a little bit because that's where I'd be concerned. Like if I just want a background movie, it's probably not a movie I want to put on because I feel like you got to be engaged you know, a little bit, okay. you know, that's yeah. the way I feel. I, but, you know, you can feel differently yeah. about it, but that, yeah. that's that's the way I, I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's OK. <laughs> you could be wrong about it, but you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just yeah, no, I think like like for me, like the 1989 one would be on TV and it's like, oh, if I catch it at a certain point, I'm going to be sucked into it for a right. half hour because you just yeah. know there's going to be several like iconic scenes coming up. So that's why I think maybe the. I don't I'm not saying that's necessarily a better movie. And this is certainly a better overall portrayal of Batman. But as far as like watchability in 1989, pretty dang good. I I actually agree with that. Like, I think that you can make that distinction. Like a movie can be really great, but you don't Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean it's the most rewatchable movie either. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, and do we think uh, who who played the better penguin, Danny DeVito or Colin Farrell? Too different, too different. Because <laughs> because Colin Farrell is just like a gangster, and Danny yeah. DeVito is like a sewer freak. So 
and you know that's in the in the comics he's always like a gangster so yeah. this is probably a little more comic like accurate oh, yeah accurate. And I, I always kind of always lean towards like grounded the more grounded the character yeah. is the more i like them uh, because yeah. I, I don't yeah. know why like even like that's part of the reason why I like Heath Ledger's Joker over part of it. Like not, not the only reason, but part of the reason why I like his version of the Joker, he's just so grounded as far as like, mm-hmm. could you see a psychopath like this in real life? Yeah, I could, but like mm-hmm. somebody coming out of a vat of toxic waste and just being a clown, yeah. a little, yeah. little outside of the realm of reality. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I just remember Danny DeVito's, his portrayal just always freaked me out whenever I watched it, mm-hmm. especially just like him eating the fish. It was just like, oh, <laughs> nah. should, should we compare the Catwoman uh, women women or oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Selena Kyle. I'm not allowed to say Catwoman. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's uh, see here. Uh, oh, I was just joking. I was just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what would you like to see going on? Not enough forward? whips, you know. That's right. Need more whips. <laughs> Holly Berry. How do we feel about her Catwoman? Oh, I'm I've seen kidding. five minutes. Of that we movie. Don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. As you okay. should. Oh, I, yeah. I wasted some time on that one. Um, Chris, what would you like to see going forward with this sort of Batman, the storyline? Um, well, I love I'd love for uh, Selena Kyle to come back into the picture. I hope she's not written out. For good, I think she mentioned she was going off to Bloodhaven, which is a nice little Easter egg too. But um, uh, it's hard for me to say. Like, I guess probably the next step in this evolution of the character is probably a Robin figure showing up. And I, uh, I'm personally, I'm not like the biggest Robin fan personally. I like, well. Definitely not a little kid. If he's, you know, like Batman forever, like a 17-year-old, we could play with that a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I personally like a solo Batman more so. I think that's more interesting. But like anime, comic books, and video games, I'm good with like Robin yeah. and Nightwing and stuff. But I, I should... Yeah. Casey, my older brother, I'm sorry. He's like big in all the comic books as well. He loves Nightwing. That's like his favorite Batman character. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like with him, like a live action version of him would maybe be cool. But I, I would, a Batman, mm-hmm. I just want to focus on Batman. I don't need all these other heroes. Yeah. In it. I just want Batman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want crossover with other yeah. characters or universes. I just like this self-contained. So hopefully, I guess for the future, I hope this stays dc doesn't dc I, doesn't meddle too much like you know you gotta have i a, think they've got a good thing going on with titans i don't think they're gonna even fear it because if they were to bring robin into the next movie that would be fuego that yeah no <laughs> uh he's too young of a batman that's the problem also yeah, like it's yeah. way too early on for that but it would kind of make sense if he kind of you know restructures the orphanages kind of thing stop talking please i don't want to hear this right now um what about you brian what would you like to see them do going forward um i you know reading some of the comics i think i think it's going to be more of like a lost city where you know the city's flooded we get a penguin who's just kind of the godfather of gotham right now and there's just like havoc reeking alligators just roaming free through it or something but um yeah i don't know where i want it to go i i want to be pleasantly surprised kind of like what i was with this because when i first heard it was going to be the riddler and they didn't really 
say anybody else who was big, especially like the older movies. We had Two-Face and Riddler or like, you know, we had Two-Face and the Joker sort of. We had Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow, you know, just having it the Riddler. I, I want to see where it goes. It'd be cool if they um, brought in um, Deathstroke, maybe. That'd be uh, kind of cool. But who knows? I don't know. That that was the only sad part of the Ben Affleck Batman's getting canceled mm-hmm. was that we were going to get a live action Deathstroke. Right. Which, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was actually cool with his um, that scene they had in there. I like that actor who was going to play him, too. I so. do, too. I'm with you there. Um, so what I heard and they're actually reported that it, this Batman is not going to have anything to do with like the DC universe. And they're actually going to create mm-hmm. a their plan is to create like a Batman universe with this Batman. So like mm. you talked about that series with uh, Penguin, Penguin series, yeah, they're, 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 they want to do other series in this universe, but all have it connected to this Batman. So instead of a DCU, EU or whatever, it's going to be mm-hmm. a BCU, Batman Cinematic Universe, which yeah. I would love, actually. I'd be if down they do for right. that. Yeah, because yeah. Right even now. with um, what is it? Drops? Is that what the drug was called? Yeah. yeah. OK, the packaging on there looks like Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that they, yeah, well, even to the guy who robbed the store in the beginning that had that like green drop or whatever, I'm like, man, that looks like the scarecrow mask. And then once I saw it was the drug pack and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So if we even get like a series like Penguin where it's, you know, scarecrow or some other like low profile people, that'd be really cool. Yeah. uh, So Matt Reeves came out and he said that he actually has a really he thinks really cool. um, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, uh, Mr. Freeze story. Really? Yeah. That he 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 said he had one of the toughest ones to do. Right. So I thought what would be really cool and I'm a big uh, okay, Joker has to come in. I'm all about that. I'm really big in this, but it would be cool if they like I said earlier, like just Thanos the the joker and like have him in the background at the end of these movies mm-hmm. as the batman like gets these people in the arkham and then like they mm-hmm. like just at the last movie is like the joker making this plan to have all these guys escape arkham or whatever and he he does mm-hmm. arkham asylum that's what i kind of hope they do so if mm-hmm. they brought in mr freeze and harvey dent i think that would be kind of mm-hmm. cool for the next the next movie yeah, mm-hmm. it actually, you know, they did set up pretty good the relationship between Batman and Selena. And mm-hmm. you want to see how that progressed. If they somehow worked in the freeze, like saving his wife. And if it's something to do with like Batman and her getting married and there's some sort of sacrifice that has to go, that would be pretty cool to do. But yeah. And I'll, I'll say this every time a massive phantasm. Uh, yeah. That storyline mm-hmm. would be amazing. Yeah. I'm just telling you, in this Batman universe, <laughs> yeah. it'd be so good. Um, yeah. But they should, yeah, they should do that live action version. Oh, would be awesome, right? Yeah. And you already got the mob mob people in place, and you got the Joker yeah. ready to go. Like you can, you can, mm-hmm. you can tell that story really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And one last thing, if they brought in the only way I would want like a side character in a Batman movie, like a sidekick is if they did the, the red hood storyline, because I think that would mm. be really cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that also reminds me. So in the beginning of the movie, 
when he's on the roof, like looking into the house and that kid's got like that sword and like is swinging around. I didn't quite know what was going on. If this was like a future, like kind of like what's going on. I thought it might've been like Damien for a split second. Like, <laughs> did like Damien just break into the mansion is like trying to like fight Bruce or something. <laughs> like that would be kind of wild. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. a young Bruce Wayne right away. Yeah. Like that's who I thought Me it was. Too. Yeah. I thought, I yeah. thought they were going to tell the, but they did a good job because uh, with him finding his father's like body and like having that connection there, it made him seem like a young Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I thought Maybe he's um, the next Robin. Yeah, it, he could be right. If his mom, some happens to his mom or whatever. Yeah. Um, I listened to another podcast, uh, some guys who come on Neil and Elliot on this podcast that you guys haven't met them yet, but uh, oh, yeah. they, they mentioned, uh, uh, oh man, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, uh, the, what, one thing they liked about this movie was much like the Spider-Man in the MCU when that got rebooted, they didn't have to rehash the story. They they like, we yeah. all know the uncle Ben yeah. story. We all know the Thomas mm-hmm. and Martha Wayne story. Let's we're not yeah. going to reshow yeah. it. And I thought, yeah, that's a good point. We don't yeah. need to see it again. So yeah. Well, well done. Us think like, do we know the Martha and Thomas Wayne story? Cause not all the way. Apparently. Up, well, exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. having them not be this like squeaky clean, like they were perfect parents, you know, it was really good, especially like the um, mom going to like an asylum and stuff. I'm like, I want more of that. Let me know here. So, well, considering her mom killed her dad and herself, that yeah. would that you would imagine that would come with some mental yeah. struggles. Uh, and then Hush. Did you guys notice the, yeah. the Easter yeah. egg for Hush? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that would be great. No, that actually that would be my thing is like, please bring Hush into this. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's more you know, not really Batman per se, more just Bruce Wayne having to, you know, figure stuff out. So, mm, yeah, that's a good point. OK, guys, anything else? Did we cover everything? Thanks. So. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. OK, well, thanks, guys, so much for joining me. Uh, a little bit of uh, stuff that uh, has been on the podcast recently, me and these two guys, we also did our uh, mid-season MCU like power rankings. We did the last nine properties that are done. Uh, Brian and I for sure are going to, uh, we already talked about this. So I'm just going to head and announce yeah. it. We are going to um, do episode reviews after every moon night episode. So that will happen Wednesday night. So I think that Wednesday they get dropped and then Wednesday night uh, we'll get together and we'll do it. Chris, you're always welcome to come on. So we'll just talk about how we liked each episode and then we'll be doing the same for the Kenobi series as well. I will want these guys to, we're going to do some rewatch things where we'll rewatch some of the old star Wars and MCU stuff. And then we'll do the great, the good, the bad, the ugly with that as well. So that's what we have planned. We'll see how well it goes. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to all that stuff. Hopefully you guys are too. So thanks again, Brian. Thanks again, Chris. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please follow me on Instagram and check up out some clips on YouTube as well. Nutty Buddy Entertainment. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon.